Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 324. I was suddenly pointedly aware of the cool metal of my gram against the inside of my arm. Its inlay was gold, but I could hardly tell him that. I was short on money, Master Kilvin, and I needed materials I couldn't get in stocks. Such as... Your flat bow? I nodded. And the straw and the bear traps. Wrong follows wrong, Kilvin said disapprovingly. The stocks are not a moneylender's stall and should not be used as such. I am rescinding your precious metals authorization. I bowed my head, hoping I looked appropriately chastised. You will also work twenty hours in stocks as your punishment. If anyone asks, you will tell them what you did, and explain that as a punishment, you were forced to repay the value of the metals plus the additional 20%. If you use stocks as a moneylender, you will be charged interest like a moneylender. I winced at that. Yes, Master Kilvin. Last, Kilvin said, turning to lay one huge hand on the arrow catch. What do you imagine such a thing would sell for, Relagfoth? My heart rose in my chest. Does that mean you approve it for sale, Master Kilvin? The great bear-like artificer gave me a puzzled look. Of course I approve it, Relagfoth. It is a wondrous thing. It is an improvement to the world. Every time a person sees such a thing, they will see how artificery is used to keep men safe. They will think well of all artificers for the making of such a thing. He looked down at the arrow catch, frowning thoughtfully. But if we are to sell it, it must have a price. What do you suggest? I'd been wondering on this question for six span. The simple truth was I hoped it would bring me enough money to pay for my tuition and my interest on Debbie's loan. Enough to keep me in the university for one more term. I honestly don't know, Master Kilvin, I said. How much would you pay to avoid having a long yard of ash arrow shot through your lung? He chuckled. My lung is quite valuable, he said. But let us think in other terms. Materials come to... He glanced at the schema. Roughly nine jots, am I correct? Uncannily correct, I nodded. How many hours did it take you to make? About a hundred, I said. Maybe a hundred and twenty, but a lot of that was experimentation and testing. I could probably make another in fifty or sixty hours. Fewer if moldings are made. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. So just to cross it off, we uh, are reminded at the top of the page that Quoth got the precious metals for the gram. It's not clear if he actually... Also, <laughs> for the gram, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man, also... there's a good visual in there somewhere. Who amongst this does not procure legal goods for the gram? Yeah, Jordana, can you do a thing of Quoth flashing his gram for the gram? One for the gram? Anyway, um, not clear if he actually used the stocks like a moneylender or if that's just his out um if that's just a way to explain why they're there to not have to explain that he made a gram i don't recall him actually using the precious metals in order to oh no he did he usually went to sleet with uh with spools of gold yeah right right so, so he, he did, did both. both yeah 
Yes. So he told half the truth. Yeah. And nothing but the truth. Um, as part of his punishment, he must explain what he did when asked, which is uh, perhaps why, uh, was it Basil, uh, copped to adding water to acid when asked why he was working in the stocks? It wasn't Basil. Who was it? It was, it ja- was Jackson? Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, what did you do? And he said, Kilvin caught me adding water to acid, um, which is perhaps a a Kilvin punishment. If asked, you must explain why. I mean, that's a good punishment. Yeah. I feel like that's very effective and not demeaning. Like, you admit you're wrong, and that's something everyone should be able to do. I mean, it's it's not to me. I agree. It's not demeaning if you are compelled to answer when asked. It is demeaning if you have to like wear a sandwich board. Yes, but this is not wearing a sandwich board. This is no. someone asked you and you need to piss up. No. Uh, also, he gets a laugh out of Kilvin, which I feel like is a big, a big get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a that's a big get from anyone who you feel is like your mentor, like getting. Yeah, but Kilvin is taciturn. Kilvin doesn't laugh easily. Yeah, both of these things are true. Like, yes, it's a big deal to make someone who you, whose approval you desperately want laugh. And then it's also a big deal to get someone who is kind of po-faced all the time to laugh. Mm-hmm. All right, so double get. That's right. Double get. We've discovered a discrepancy between our texts. My text, the earliest edition, the first print edition. Uh, at the very end of the page, it says less if moldings are made. Yeah, and ours says fewer. Correct. Which is more correct. Fewer is more grammatically correct. But it is one of those ones that does trip people up. Yeah, but it's also, it seems more casual. Like, I can forgive Quoth saying it because it's just conversational. This is something that I wouldn't have bothered changing. Mm. Especially not when there's so many Swifties still floating around. (laughs) Your hate is eternal. Uh, I also think it's telling that Kilvin is surprised that Quoth thinks that he wouldn't approve this thing. I think that Quoth has an overinflated sense of, well, I did all this, like, you know, iffy stuff to get this thing made. Maybe he's going to reject it on the basis of that. But Kilvin is kind of an ends justify the means guy in this scenario because the ends are so good that the relatively harmless means that Quoth, like, yes, the things that Quoth did were like, Highly illegal, but they didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> I think Quoth expects to be punished by having it not approved, right? Like he's getting punished. Kilvin goes wrong, follows wrong. He's disapproving. So Quoth expects to be punished. And as part of that punishment, he would say, and of course I can't approve this. But for Kilvin, that just doesn't occur. Like the punishment's already happened. And he would never, I think, punish somebody by withholding approval if their thing had actually earned his approval. Yeah, exactly. Good. Great. I'm so glad we could agree. That happens so so not often. Well, and then constantly this interesting question of setting the price for it comes up, and we're gonna talk about it more tomorrow because that's when the real meat of the discussion happens. But Quoth maybe didn't even expect to get this far on some level, so he hasn't thought out how he would go about pricing the value of his labor and his invention. Hmm. Something I want to put a pin in for next time is: Do they get a cut if they invented it? It's not clear from this chapter. We'll get there, I suppose. It's not on this page. I think they get a cut if they made it. 
Yeah. Yeah. They definitely get a cut on the but, stuff they made. And I think folks. But what you're saying is, does he get royalties? Yeah, exactly. Does he get a nickel every time anybody makes a, a arrow catch from this time Exactly. On? And in, in my mind's eye, at the end of the book, he's making income from arrow catches that are being sold, made and sold. But I'm not sure if that's true. And on tomorrow's page, we'll talk about it. That doesn't come up. Yeah, that's kind of my assumption, too, that he's making royalties. That, like, that the schema will become available to other artificers to try and make this mm-hmm. thing. But we'll get there when we get there. We have a letter today from listener Bill, who writes on Puppet's Prescience. Hello, readers. I've just listened to your episode where we have Puppet playing out a scene that seems weighty with import, but the true meaning is just beyond our grasp. Nick says that Puppet acts as an oracle of some kind. I'd say that Puppet maybe even identifies himself accurately with something we haven't heard of before. He is a seer, just like we have namers and shapers and possibly singers. Anyway, there is an example of Puppet's foresight or influence that gets seeded earlier in the book that I think we missed at the time. Simmons' ability to read Eldvintic first comes into play when the schema for a gram needs translation. Sim, Fella, and Will talk about going to see Puppet for alternative translations, and it's dismissed after a discussion that frustrates Quoth because everyone else seems to know Puppet. In that scene, Sim is asked what got him interested in Eldvintic poetry, and he says he had never heard of it until the first time he met Puppet, where Puppet recited some verses. So, it's because of Puppet that Quoth is able to make a gram, and it is Puppet that turns Simmon into a poet of sorts. Puppet really does seem to have some prescience, and also some level of genuine influence on outcomes, maybe even similar to the way that the Cathaya is supposed to operate. Thanks for giving all the time and effort your podcast takes. You continue to make my ba- my days better. All that's good, Bill. Bill, I love that. I hadn't put that together until you pointed it out, but seeing it on the page seems very clear to me. And we're even told in the book that like Puppet is name-checked when he's asked about Eldvintic. Um, and I agree with you that who else do we know who operates that way, who puts little nudges into the world uh, you know, who is relatively stuck in one place, not interested or not able to move around, but can sort of make suggestions that butterfly out into more um, more weighty, meaningful outcomes. So if Puppet is like an anti Cathaya, I love that. I love that for him. Hmm. <laughs> Intriguing. Perhaps. Yeah, I like how all of this information is laid out together so concisely. I feel like this is like just the way that letter was laid out. Suddenly I understand things so much. Better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's the benefit of, of like, like in the book, you know, I think reading the book, even close reading it, like we have, it's very, very difficult to put that together because it's so, so spaced out, but seeing it laid here where one thing leads to the next leads to the next, it's a very clear cause and effect. Yeah. Now, is he an anti Cathaya or is he like the physical world's version of the Cathaya in the same way that, the great old ones exist on multiple planes and their unknowable visage in the physical realm is merely because they extend somewhat into it. We cannot perceive their whole is puppet simply the extension of the Cathaya in the physical or is he, is that why he's puppet because he's a puppet of something else? Oh, well, no, listeners, you, can, you can put on your tinfoil hats and read along with us. On tomorrow's page. That's my uh, new headcanon. The win. 